Welcome to episode 31 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to spend some time with you today. We're going to talk about how to increase your revenue, which is always a wonderful thing. Specifically, we're going to talk about the strategy of tiered pricing and break it all down for you. So super actionable content today. Uh, And on the topic of growing revenue, increasing your income, I want to give you something at the top of this episode, and that is my 90-day income boost cheat sheet. So there's a lot of ways to grow your income, and I try to share a lot of them here on the show, but I put together a simple step-by-step cheat sheet that you can follow and implement over the next 90 days to increase your revenue by 30%, right? If you could give yourself a 30% raise in the next three months, would you want that? If you could use 30% more money than you're currently making now and get there in the next 90 days, would you be interested? If the answer is yes, then you want to download this cheat sheet. It's super actionable. It's going to dive into a little bit of what we talk about today a few other concepts as well. I just kind of want you to have it as a resource. It'll get you pumped up. It's not really any fluff. It's just do this, do this, do this. Here's why this works. Implement this first, then second, month one, month two, month three, with the goal of being by the end of month three, after 90 days, you'll have increased revenue by 30%. It's a free guide. All you got to do is go to grahamcochran.com slash income boost. grahamcochran.com slash income boost. You can pause this and download that now if you'd like, or you can grab it after you're done listening to this episode, but I want you to have it. It's going to boost your income by 30%. If you do it, probably buy a lot more, but 30% is a reasonable uh, thing to shoot for. So let's jump into the content today. And the content comes from a question, a great question that was left on iTunes, on one of my iTunes reviews by D Safe. Thank you, D Safe, by the way, for the review. Uh, says some really nice things, and then leaves this question at the end. A topic I'd like to hear about, tiered products that start with a base and then build more features and benefits. Tiered products. So A, I love that this person is thinking about tiered products. Already knows that that's a thing, uh, because we're going to jump into how that is very much a thing that every business is using that's successful and you should be using as well. Uh, And they're fun. They're easy. So uh, let's dive into the content today. I got a lot of notes for you today. So I think um, the concept of tiers, right, is that you've got like one level, another level, and another level, right? And I think it took me a while to figure this out, probably three or four years. I assumed if I had a product or even a service, because I ran a service-based business for quite some time, that there was just my price. What is my price for that product? What is my price for that service? So if it's an online course, my online course costs $97, that's it. My uh, service, maybe it's $100 an hour. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just came up with a price and that was the price. And that's the mistake. Um, If you only have one price, one tier, of that product or that offering, you're leaving money on the table because some people will always, always want to spend more money with you if you would just give them the opportunity to give you more money. And so when you do this right, 
tiered pricing alone can increase your revenue by 25% to 50% easy without even lifting a finger. This is what's crazy about it. This is low-hanging fruit. This is the stuff that if you don't already have implemented, you need to implement, make a plan to implement because it is one of the easiest way to increase revenue. So let's think about some real-life examples. When you go into Starbucks, which is a coffee shop if you're not familiar with Starbucks, right? Go to Starbucks and you want to buy a cup of coffee. And let's just ignore the fact that there's different types of fancy drinks, just black coffee, right? When you say, I'd like to buy a cup of coffee, they don't just say, sure, here's your cup of coffee. They ask you a question, right? Which size? Which size? You're like, oh, I didn't even think about the fact that there's multiple sizes. There's not just a 12 ounce or a tall. There's actually a short. Did you know that? There's an eight ounce cup of coffee. They don't put it on the menu, but you, you don't have to start with 12 ounces. You can get eight ounces, which is a technical serving of coffee, by the way. Strategic that Starbucks doesn't even show you the lowest tier, by the way. You could learn something from them there, but there's a tall, there's a grande, there's a venti, right? I mean, they need to have a bucket. They need to find the Italian word for bucket and make it like a 42 ounce coffee. And people can just walk around with this big bucket and just fill up their bellies with, with caffeine, but there's multiple sizes. And yes, you get more product for those prices, but their cost doesn't go up equally, right? They're not, you're not having, they're not having to shell out almost twice as much for a 20 ounce cup of coffee as a 12 ounce cup of coffee, right? It's the margins are insane. So they're, they're making more off money off of the opportunity to sell you a bigger coffee than you came in to buy. You might be fine with just a tall or even a short that they don't even offer, but they're going to offer you a grande or a venti as well. I was thinking about um, iPhones. Just got a new iPhone recently, right? There isn't just one version of the iPhone, right? When you say, I want to buy an iPhone, they don't just say, okay, here's your iPhone and, and choose a color, which you didn't even get to choose a color back in the day, but it's not even like which color. It's, well, originally they started to add tiers of hard drive size. What, uh, what size hard drive do you want? Do you want the 64 gig? Do you want the 128 gig? You know, oh man, I, maybe I should get more space so I can have more room for my photos. Now they're starting to charge you more. There's another tier, but it's not even that anymore, right? Now there's multiple versions of the phone. It used to just be an iPhone and it was the latest version of the iPhone. But now like the latest versions of this taping, you got the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro. Two different phones, two different price points. And then the iPhone 11 Pro has two versions, the iPhone 11 Pro normal and the iPhone 11 Pro Max, which is even bigger, right? And there's different features on these different products and they cost different amounts. So there's, you have to choose which, which version of the iPhone do I want? And they get progressively more expensive. Same thing with cars, right? I live in the suburbs. I have a family. I see a lot of other families with suburbs and what are they driving? They're driving Honda Pilots, right? They're driving Honda Pilot SUVs. It's a good family car, right? Whatever. If you were like, I want to be like that good family in the suburbs, then I want to drive a Honda Pilot. You're not going to go to the Honda dealership and say, give me your finest Honda Pilot, please, in black. They're going to say, well, which, which trim, which model do you want? You're going to say, well, what do you mean? Isn't, isn't a Honda Pilot a Honda Pilot? Doesn't have four wheels, seating up for up to eight, an engine that gets you there? And they'll say, yes, but we start with the LX, right? Which also has all-wheel drive available, so you can have an upper tier of the LX base model. And there's the EX, and there's the EXL, and there's a Touring, then there's the Elite. And when you look at it, 
a Honda Pilot starts at $31,000, but you can go out the door with their top-level trim at $48,000. That's that's 50% more. Those are two very different priced cars. And technically, it's the same car, right? So these are normal examples of tiers every day from our coffee to our phones to the vehicles that we drive. We're not just given one option. These brands are very strategic. They give you multiple options because they understand there's different people in the world who are willing to spend different amounts of money with different needs, and they don't want to force everyone to buy the base when someone would buy the upper tier. And it made me think of back in the days to work at a software company um, where I was doing audio engineering for voiceover talent. And so there was a voiceover talent person in the booth uh, that one week that I was working with for a week and we were creating a product. And so we spent, you know, we're spending eight hours a day together in a dark studio. So we get to know each other. We're talking and uh, we're talking about computers. And in that studio, they used PCs and typically in a lot of audio creative spaces, you see a lot of Macs. So the guy was like, why don't you use a Mac? And I was like, hey, dude, I don't make the rules here. This is what this company, they all, they're all on, on computer, you know, PCs. I have a Mac at home. He's like, oh, I have a Mac too. So we're talking about, you know, Mac lovers unite. And we're just dorking out over why Macs are awesome. And uh, this guy said something I will never forget. Because um, he asked me which Mac I had at the time. And uh, he said, Graham, I always buy the most expensive Mac. I said, I said wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Like, that's like your habit? Like, you, you just choose to buy the most expensive? He said, yep. Whenever I need a new computer, a new Mac, and I look at whatever Mac it's going to be, laptop, desktop, whatever, whatever I choose, I just say, give me the most expensive version you have. That's literally his buying criteria. What's the most expensive one you got? Now, I did not have a business at the time, but I have never forgotten that statement because he just proved to me that there are people out there like this guy who will buy the most expensive version of the thing that you have on principle. I looked it up, by the way, just the other day. If you wanted to go to the Apple store today and buy an iMac, which is kind of a nice desktop, all-in-one right screen computer, you can get the cheapest iMac they have for sale right now is $1,099. So $1,100 for the brand new iMac, right? Uh, I decided to then say, okay, what's the most expensive iMac I can get? If I'm going to be like this guy and get the most expensive iMac, which, what's the most expensive iMac I can get? So I Obviously got the one with the bigger screen, uh, the biggest hard drive space, the fastest CPU processor, the nicest graphics chip, um, whatever. Like solid state drives, more RAM. I just loaded it out. What's the fully loaded iMac that the Apple store will give me? Fully loaded, out the door, I can walk out with an iMac at $5,428. $5,428 compared to $1,099. I can spend literally five times as much as the cost of an iMac on an iMac if I so choose. Apple has given me a $1,000 version up to a $5,000 version of the same computer. They understand this better than anybody. Tiers matter. Options matter. Not everyone is the same. Not all your customers are created equal. So here's the strategy for you, right? I want you from now on, to offer tiered pricing on your products. At least start with one. And the way this works is offer two to three options, okay? So instead of just one, you've got 
at least one that's your basic or your core offer. And then there'll be at least one other upper tier, sometimes two, that are gonna be bundled with more goodies, come with more options. And we'll talk about what those are, but no more than three, because any more than three, like I think with a Honda Pilot, there's no reason why they should have five trims. It doesn't make any sense, right? And what's funny is Acura, which is the luxury division of Honda, their version of the vehicles are a lot simpler. You've got, um, the, you got the standard model, you have the tech package, and you have the advanced package. So it's, it's just kind of three options typically. And so that, that makes more sense. People work best with two to three choices. Any more than that, and then you're dealing with the paradox of choice, Barry Schwartz kind of stuff, where people like can't make a good decision and they don't like their decisions if they're given too many options. So don't present them too many options, just one or two, right? Um, so you got two to three to choose from. So one or two additional options, I should say. And then pricing-wise, I want you to charge 50 to 50% to 100% more. So um, there needs to be a clear distinction in price. I don't like the idea of nickel and diming. Like you got a $50 version of your, your online course, a $60 version of your online course, and a $70 version of your online course. That's not enough of a distinction to make it make sense for the consumer or for you to be profitable. The goal here is to have clear separation so people figure out where they belong. If I, let's say like an online course, if I had an online course that was a hundred bucks, I would probably want the next tier to be at least $150, if not $200, right? And then maybe a premium version that's like $400 or $300 or something. So people are like, whoa, do I really need the more expensive tier or tiers? Or am I okay with the base model? Like they really have to ask themselves that question. Um, and then if they want the more expensive one, it has to be worth it to them. So you have to provide value, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, and the margins go way up for you. That makes it worth it to you to provide the extra value in those upper tiers. My favorite kind of way to add value, especially if you're in the digital product space, which I'm hoping you're in, uh, is that you can do it at like no cost or virtually no cost to you. So, um, you can add additional digital downloads. Like for example, you can add additional online, you can bundle an online course with it. You can bundle a, a, a like an audio training that you don't offer anywhere else. So it's something literally that they just get downloadable or access to that doesn't cost you anything. Ongoing support um, via scalable coaching. So you could offer like um, email coaching to a certain extent where they can access you if they need you or um, coaching beneath the videos. Like if you use something like Kajabi to sell your online courses, it's not just a download they get. They actually get a digital backend where there's the video and then they can leave comments below the videos and you can answer their questions there. So they're adding the premium support of being able to answer your questions directly in the product. Or one thing you can add is like one-on-one -on -one Skype calls for the super premium tier. So you just charge a lot more enough that it's more than your hourly rate for a Skype call so that you're getting more profit for the hour that you spend. Um, so I love adding value there um, in ways that don't cost money. So let me give you an example of one of my own products. So um, for in 2011, I launched a online course called Rethink Mixing. Um, and this has become one of my best sellers. This is a little course. Uh, at the time, it was just $99. Um, and that little $99 course alone has done over a million dollars of revenue for me, just this little guy. So it's been like a good, it didn't launch well. I didn't have a big audience when it launched. I haven't done big launches with it. It's just been a perennial seller that just the chipping away, adding revenue month in and month out. So it's been a really good product for me. But for three years, my point is that I only sold this course at one price point. That was $99. Um, 
the moment I finally realized, man, I am missing out by not having tiers. And I said, let me experiment with this. And I'll experiment with this one course because it's my bestseller. I know it sells well. What would it look like if I kept the $99 version, but added two more expensive versions? So I had the $99 version. I added a, what I call the Rethink Mixing Plus bundle for $149. So 50% more. And that included the course, but it also included um, an additional set of practice tracks to mix with, which is a digital download, an additional set of tutorials to go along with that song, uh, and then a custom mix critique. What this meant was is they could, by my course, learn how to make their music sound better with the information inside, practice on their own song, and then send me an email with their finished song, and I would promise to listen to it and email them back my feedback. So it was, it was like personalized feedback one time on one song. Um, so it was... It's perfectly, for me in that niche, perfectly um, put boundaries around it, right? Like it's one email, one song. All I have to do is listen to it, usually a three-minute song, and email back some bullet points of my feedback. So it's a fixed amount of time. It can't get out of hand for me. But what they get is that personalized feedback. And so that was the only extra cost to me truly is the time to listen to these songs. But it's only a few minutes of my time. But I can charge $50 more per sale. Um, so basically for a couple minutes of my time, I'm getting an extra 50 bucks on each one of these. And then the elite bundle I offered at $349. So you got a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, 350 bucks. The $350 version was everything you got in the middle of tier, but it also added uh, a one hour custom Skype call. So the difference in price from the middle tier to the upper tier was 200 bucks. So basically for 200 bucks, you get an hour of my time. And this was years ago. And at the time, 200 bucks for an hour of my time was great. I was like, dude, sold. And I would never do it at that price point. At this point, for a variety of reasons. But for me, I thought my time was worth maybe $100 an hour. So to get $200 an hour, was great. The crazy thing is that a lot of people don't even cash in on their mixed critique on the middle tier and the upper tier or even the one-hour Skype call. Most people would cash in on the one-hour Skype call because they paid a lot more for it, but some of those people, it'd be like a year from now, two years from now, they would forget about it. Um, what's fascinating on this experiment? So imagine, 100% of my sales are the $100 version for, for three years. The moment I added two more tiers, I started to see 50% of my sales. So half of my sales came from the middle tier, the $150 version. I would sell a few of the premium tier every month, not many. But basically, if you want to ignore that premium tier, although I did get some, almost that was used as like a price anchoring strategy. Half of my sales went for the more expensive middle tier, the 150 bucks, half went for the 100 bucks. So that meant half of my people were willing to spend 50% more with me, if I, but I just didn't have that option. So what that math looks like is if half of your people are spending 50% more with you on this product, I'm getting a 25% bump in revenue just by offering a more expensive tier that's 50% more. See, that was, and that was month over month. And then from then on, it's, it's always 50 to 60% of my sales of that product go for the middle, more expensive tier, which is a huge, huge bump without any work, without me having to launch another product, without me having to and change my sales copy without me having to get new customers. I didn't have to do anything, but the, the people that are coming in the funnel that are seeing the product, I'm just now giving them an option of a more expensive tier and letting them decide. And 
so there's the the powerful concept of knowing that not everyone is is willing to spend the same amount of money, and some people are willing to spend more with you if you just let them. But there's something else that's happening here when you present options for people that I think is psychological that really helps. And this is probably my favorite part about it is when you offer multiple tiers, okay, for your product or for your service, what happens in that moment when they're seeing the choices is you shift the question in their mind from should I buy this thing to which one should I buy? You're shifting from should I buy this course from this person? Is it really a good fit for me? To huh, which tier of this course would be the better fit for me? It's a subconscious, subtle decision shift that's happening here. But by giving them options, you you quickly move past the, oh, should I buy this or not question, which is where you're afraid to have them be because then you're having to like prove your product is worth it, the benefits and using sales copy and it really is a good fit or qualifying the lead or whatever. That's all important. But just by offering even one other option, now this person by nature, because it's human nature, we want to know where we fit. We want to know where we belong. Group think, what group am I a part of? Like, what brand am I going to associate with? What clothing am I going to wear? What car am I going to drive? We want to figure out what kind of person am I? Um, and we do this with products. So when we see two options, we immediately, we can't help it. We immediately are like, which which one is, is for me? Base model? Like if you go to the car dealership and you're going to buy a car, you should be asking, should I be buying this car or not? Is this car a good fit for my family? Does it meet my needs? Is it in my budget? But we immediately are presented with, well, which trim would you like? Do you, do you need the advanced trim? Or are you good with the base model? Like the car dealer, they don't care which model we buy. Yeah, they want us to buy the more expensive one, but they know it's more about getting us to find the right fit. If we find one that we see ourselves in, you know what? The advanced model, that car, advanced trim, too expensive. I don't need those fancy features. I don't need foldable mirrors. I don't need the, the heated and ventilated seats. If we can see that and say, Psh, that's ridiculous. I'd never pay that much for the same car when I can get the base model. The dealer's happy because they're like, great. Because now you see yourself in the base model and you see that as a better value. You're like, that's for me, the base model. They're happy. Just like I'm happy. If you look at my sales page, if you see two choices, right? A, a, a basic version and a platinum version. A basic version and a premium version. Whatever you call it, doesn't matter. If, if, I, if I get you to the bottom of my sales page and you see two choices, I'm happy that you're trying to figure out which is a better deal for you. Because now you're thinking about fit, not like, should I buy it or not? And I know you're going to go back to that question eventually, but this subtle shift helps, man. You never want to make people have only one question in their mind, which is, should I buy it or not buy it? Because that is the question. If you can give them another question, which is, which one, if I were to buy it, basically, which one would be a better fit? That distracts them a little bit, and it also helps them visualize themselves in the purchasing situation. So give them that option. Make them ask the question, which one should I be buying? It's, it's very, very powerful and super subtle to do. Now, if you're thinking about, oh, Graham, what do I offer? Let's go back to like the what, what are these premium tiers? Here's some things that I've offered in premium tiers. I've offered additional video training since I'm selling video courses or membership sites, things like that. I've offered additional video trainings that cover really powerful topics or um, I did a whole workshop on this topic. And I'm going to bundle it in for free if you buy uh, this upper tier. Uh, personalized feedback. That's huge. In a day and age where there's so much online content, and there's lots of video content, 
what's lacking is personalized coaching or feedback. So if, if, if I can offer you feedback on your song after you implemented the stuff from uh, my online course, the Automatic Income Academy that I sell here, um, on the premium tier, I offer feedback on your website. So you you build out your site and your product and your positioning and everything. And I, I do a brand review. I just like look at your homepage and look at your positioning and I tell you whether this is gonna fly or not. And I give you feedback on like, dude, this headline is is weird. Change the hero um, positioning. You need to have this button here. Like feedback, personalized feedback. You're not gonna get that on YouTube. You're The YouTuber that you're following is not gonna give you personalized feedback. But if you pay for an upper tier of my course, you can get some personalized feedback. Private community. Offering a private community as an additional tier or additional premium option to a tier is huge because again, getting a curated group of people together um, where they can encourage each other, that's missing on YouTube. Like YouTube is not an encouraging place. Trust me, I've been a YouTuber for a decade and there's some super awesome people on YouTube and majority of the people that follow me like you leave really nice comments on YouTube. So I'm not talking about you. You guys are amazing, but there are the some of the worst people on planet Earth show up on YouTube also. It's just a, something about YouTube, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, I could do an entire video on how like poodles are really soft and fluffy, and in the comments, it could devolve into a, a debate about atheism versus Christianity and people dropping F-bombs and saying really vulgar stuff. And it's like, how did this happen? We're talking about poodles. That's YouTube, okay? So there's no encouragement and community inside of YouTube. We need a curated safe place where we can have community and that's so valuable. So like on the recording revolution side of things, I'll sell a product and I'll offer an upper tier or an upsell. There's different ways to offer these tiers. You can either do it immediately when they buy or you can offer it on the back end with an upsell. Another plug for Kajabi, by the way, they have one-click upsells as a feature, which is phenomenal. But we use that feature a lot on the recording revolution side of things. You buy a product of mine and we offer you membership into my exclusive VIP community where there's thousands of other like-minded students in there every single day helping and encouraging each other. And we offer uh, a free trial into that. It's like, hey, you're going to really benefit from it. And if you like it, stick around and you'll be billed you know, for the, the membership. But it's a, it's a value add that we can offer, which is a private community. And then you can also offer group coaching, which is like the private community, but on steroids, right? So you can upsell into a premium, like, hey, join my my inner circle, my group coaching. Like, yeah, you can buy the course, but the course plus group coaching, you're gonna like explode your growth in, at a faster rate because again, you've got personalized feedback and coaching and access to me, but then also some other high-level thinkers that are just like you. So um, those are some things you can add. Additional trainings, you can add uh, personalized feedback, you can add a, a private community, you can add group coaching. Uh, any one of those things are usually high margin for you, uh, low commitment of time, and you can charge premium for it. Again, don't nickel and dime on the tiers. Have a clear distinction, 50 to 100% difference in price at least, um, sometimes a lot more. So the, the application for you is simple. I, well, here's what I want you to do is you're thinking about your product line. You might only have one product then this is simple for you. If you have multiple products, I want you to think about what is your most popular product or service? It can work with services as well. What is your most popular product? And then ask yourself, can you add a slightly more expensive version of it? Um, and, and pull it out, just brainstorm a couple of ways. What, what ways, way or ways, could you add more value to this product 
It doesn't take too much money for you to fulfill or time for you to fulfill or effort, but still allow you to charge 50% more to 100% more for that, that upper tier. At least one of the other upper tier, if you want to go um, you know, bananas, you can add a second tier upper tier to it. So you have three options, but just do it for one of your products, your most popular product and experiment with it. Again, the numbers are, are compelling. If a 50% more expensive tier is all you add, it can lead to 25% revenue growth just, just by having it available at checkout. So again, go back to my Rethink Mixing course. I added, I took a $100 product and added a $150 um, version to the mix, and now half of my people buy that version, which means I basically took a $100 product and increased revenue by 25% on that same product just by offering that upper tier. This is some of the easiest money you'll make, my friend, because it's low-hanging fruit. It's just building out your products to better suit real people, and real people have different needs, have different budgets, and different willingness to spend, and you got to give people those options. And then again, don't forget the psychological boost of shifting the question from, should I buy this thing, to which one should I buy? You put those two things together, and you can very easily and very quickly increase revenue without having to build anything new or get new customers or change your sales copy. Now, like I said at the beginning, I want to give you some other ways. Tiered pricing, and this is a great question. I'm glad you left it D-safe on iTunes. Thanks for the review and the kind words and the five stars. And also thanks for the question. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode because uh, it was just for you. But if you want more options than just tiered pricing to increase revenue, again, download my 90-day income boost cheat sheet. What this walks you through is literally month one, month two, month three. If you if you came to me and said, Graham, I, I uh, need to increase my, my revenue by 30% uh, in the next 90 days, what, what should I do? Well, it's hard to get a lot of new customers in 90 days, right? It's hard to um, just like radically change your sales copy and somehow it magically make you more money. Although those things can help. What can you do with your existing product line, your existing customer base, your existing capacity to increase revenue by 30% by a third in the next 90 days? Well, this cheat sheet walks you through month one, do this, 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 and this. And then month two, do this, 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 and this. And then month three, roll this, 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 and this. It's just a step-by-step checklist that if you follow and you implement over the next 90 days, the math is so compelling. You can easily increase your income by 30% or more in the next 90 days. I want you to download this cheat sheet absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash income boost to get my 90-day income boost cheat sheet. grahamcochran.com slash income boost. If you're watching on YouTube, the link's below. Uh, and download it. And then, hey, here's an idea. Do it. Like, try it. What have you got to lose? Instead of trying to run yourself ragged and do all these things on social media and run Facebook ads and come up with new products you haven't, that aren't or half-baked. Like, yeah, there's a place for increasing all those things. I'm saying there's probably a lot of low-hanging fruit that you haven't taken advantage of fully that can increase your revenue in the next 90 days. And if it takes you 120 days or it takes you 180 days, who cares? But you'll at least increase your revenue by 30%, giving yourself a 30% raise. How awesome is that? I wish I could have done that when I was working in corporate America. You know what? By Christmas, I'd like a 30% raise. Yeah, that'd be great. I could ask my boss, nope, not going to happen. If you're a business owner, you can do certain things like I teach you in this cheat sheet to give yourself a 30% raise, and then you can do whatever you want with that 30% raise. Go on a vacation, pay off some debt, 
hire somebody so you can delegate some workouts so you can free up your time, whatever you want to do, right? 90-day income boost cheat sheet. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash income boost. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, wherever you're listening. And hey, just like DSafe left me a question, leave me a question in the comments below on YouTube or just leave me a review on iTunes. Hope it's a five-star review. Please, if not, don't leave a review. Just joking. You can do whatever you want. It's a free world. Leave me a review and leave me a suggestion for a topic on a future podcast episode. I'm trying to cover it all, the things that I think are important and the things I hear you say are important. But if there's a topic I have not covered in detail or you'd like me to go more in depth on, let me know. Maybe I'll feature it in an upcoming podcast episode. Until then, my friend, enjoy your week. Serve some people well. Increase your revenue. Get that low-hanging fruit. And I'll see you on another episode real soon.